0: Hello everyone, this is Alison Lee, your host here at CraftCast.com, and on today's show I'll be talking to Ms. Robin Kramer from Flourish and Thrive Academy, you're going to want to listen to this, it's where jewelry designers go to get business savvy, so that and a bunch of other things to share with you, so let's get started, show number 195.
1: Starting the day again, oh yeah, letting the sun shine in, Uh oh. I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Ooh. Just get.
0: Well, hello, everyone. It's me, your host, Allison Lee, back for another chit-chat here at Craftcast.com. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. I have coming up a great interview with Robin Kramer from Flourish and Thrive Academy. You're going to find that very interesting. Uh, But first, just a few little little bits and pieces. Uh, I always like to share with you what I'm doing technically. You know, I love my tech toys. Please don't judge me. Please just use this information positive use. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm always an early adapter, so I I got the iPad Pro and waited for my Apple Pencil, which I do love. I have to say I do love. Uh, So my advice is if you're thinking about getting a laptop, a new laptop, which I love too, but you might want to consider looking at the uh, iPad Pro with a pencil for your needs. It could be fill that gap so try that it's not like this the regular ipad which is one that you can i carry around in my purse the the only one i haven't done is the uh the mini uh there's one in the house but i don't use that um i like the other sizes so just putting that out there quite enjoyable And then this is something cute. I was talking this morning to Suzanne McNinley, who is a wonderful artist. She has classes over at craftcast.com, but go check out her site as well. She does beautiful work uh, with paper and metal uh, and She got me turned on to those silhouette cutters in the very beginning. But anyway, we were chit-chatting, and she said, you know, she's reinventing herself as her work takes a direction which has a lot of paper with metal in there, but she's gotten away from just metal and metal clay. She said, I'm now calling myself a paper smith. I think that's brilliant. Uh, So I thought, wow, I love that. I said, I think I'm going to call myself a pixel smith. Right? Right? I think I am. I'm going to get some of those great moo cards made up. It says Pixel Smith. Because when people ask me what I do, it's a it's a lengthy explanation, which I'm always glad to do. But I think this would be sort of fun to just say Pixel Smith. I'm sort of excited. Thank you, Susan. Um. So that is that. Uh. And what else? Oh yeah, we just love. Well, let me just tell you because this is coming up. It's a class with the silhouette cutter that Ms. Cindy Pope, who is just genius with coming up with new classes. She's using that material, which, if you've never heard of it, I understand. It's really a polymer plastic. Think those those white plumbing pipes that you see in the hardware store, but as a flat surface, like an eighth of an inch thick. But here's the deal. You can bend it and shape it with a heat gun, just holding it. You can rivet it, saw it, take a jewelry saw to it, and then you can texture it. You can make it look like old ivory. I'm telling you the truth. I do not lie about this. I am a, a sincere pixelsmith. <laughs> There's great classes over at craftcast.com on how to do it, Robert Danzig being one of the masters. But now Cindy has figured out how to etch it and play with it using one of the Silhouette cutters. So we're excited that's coming up. And I love that the Silhouette people now feature our work over at their Facebook page as well. We're, we're being recognized as people doing fantastic things with these machines. And also, just so you know, in those classes, we always give you alternatives. If you don't have a cutter yet or haven't sure you want to, we always give you the templates so you can carve it or do it yourself too. Uh, but it's fun, 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 fun. Uh, What else? All right, so I have a book to recommend. You know, I'm not in a book club, and it never came up in my life that someone said, hey, you want to be part of our book club? Uh, And I sort of thought I did, but whatever. So what happens is I'm sort of a, uh, I I take information from both my sister-in-law and a friend of mine who are both in book clubs, and I I ask them what to read. So this book, uh, both of them, they don't know each other. And both of them said, Oh, yeah, it's great book. Uh, Read it. It was in their book club. So then I can chat with them afterwards about it. And if you haven't read it, it, it's been out a while. When did it come out? I mean, just looking here, it was published in 2005. So yes, I'm I'm late to the table here. But it's called The Glass Castle by uh, Jeanette Walls. And this is what when you go to Amazon, it says the book recounts the unconventional poverty stricken upbringing of the Wallace's and their siblings at the hands of their deeply dysfunctional parents. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gee, get me a copy right away. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: but I have to say it was a page turner. So I'm just putting it out there. I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, a really interesting read. So anyway, The Glass Castle, if you need a link, come on over to the CraftCast.com uh, site under the podcast for all the links of anything I talk about today, and you can grab it there. So if you're looking for something, there you go. Uh, okay, so today today I talked to Ms. Robin Kramer. We had a great chat. She has a great site, uh, Flourish and Thrive Academy. Uh, you can Google that or, or come over to the site and get a link for that. And here's their their line, where jewelry designers go to get business savvy. Hello. Uh, You know, I know I get a lot of questions about, I want to sell my jewelry, how to sell my jewelry, what should I do, blah, 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 blah. They have all the answers. So uh, again, check out the CraftCast site. There's actually an affiliate link right there that you can use, uh, and um, they'll set you up with some classes. So I have that coming up. Uh, But right before that, I have some music by, if you've never heard of her, Annie Moscow. It's called Phoenix. So take a listen to that and then come on back and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Robin Kramer.
1: I'm looking for the recipe here. But tell me, how do you make that lemonade from two old cans of beer? And I'm wondering, should I run or take that job at Trader Joe's? When everything I've ever known is slipping away like sand between my toes.
0: everyone. You're going to learn a lot today. I am talking to Robin Kramer from Flourish and Thrive Academy. I love their tagline, where jewelry designers go to get business savvy. Aren't we glad that there's a place we can do that? So let me brag a little bit about Robin for a second. She was director of sales at Dog Geared Jewels and Gifts. And grew the sales over 800%, we like that number, in just a few short years, and she brought the line uh, so that it was sold in specialty boutiques, uh, including major department stores like Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus Direct, Bloomingdale's, Lord & Taylor's, very good, applaud, applaud, thank you for coming on and talking to us, Robin.
2: Thank you, I am so happy to be here with you today, Allison.
0: I know you have tons and tons of really good information. So, let's just dig right into this puzzle called, I make jewelry and now I want to go wholesale. What's the first question you should ask yourself, do you think, before you take that leap?
2: Well, I have quite a few things you should be asking yourself. Okay. But the first and foremost is know why you're doing
0: what you're doing. A good one. <laughs> so All right. Knowing- let's, yeah. Let's hear more about that. Okay.
2: Knowing your why, I think it really is important to know, you know, you can have a passion for it, but what is, what is your, your really what speaks to you of doing this? And that's the next thing would be knowing who, so you, who is your customer? And those two things are super important before you dive in, because you can be a hobbyist and and do a few things here and there, but if you go- really want to go wholesale, it in- it just entails so much more.
0: Well, you know, it, With someone new, what's the biggest misconception that people have if they don't know anything that they think?
2: I think the biggest misconception is that you... Um, I, I want to do wholesale, I'm going to go to a tra- wholesale trade show, mm-hmm. and all these buyers are going to come and buy my work, and it'll be immediate. And it takes time. It takes time to build your reputation, it takes time to build the relationships. Relationships are key to business, and especially in the wholesale industry, and sometimes it takes a few years to I have one designer that I worked with that it took them 10 years to get into the Sundance catalog. Mm. But they, they kept submitting. They kept uh, you know, it's, it's not taking it as rejection and not taking it as a personal rejection. It Mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm. you know, there's always the the side of the buyer where, where, what are their needs? What are they looking for? And what's going to work best for their assortment that they're doing?
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that people can easily forget that it's not about you per se at that point. The buyer has to make themselves shine as well.
2: Absolutely, and coming from a place of being, you know, whenever I work with a buyer, I always look at what is going to be in their best interest. I would never sell a buyer something that wasn't going to enhance the store experience for them for their customer. So coming from a place of service and what's going to be helpful to them instead of oh my gosh, I need to sell this to make my quota or you know, it's it's really about how can as a designer and maker, how can you help this store or this buyer? With their business
0: I think that is huge if people hear that advice because they have to look good and how do you make them look good they're always Mm going to come back to you if you can do that
1: Uh,
2: again and again and again they will be a lifer for you
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not about just you I think that in my experience of that, which was being on sort of both sides of the table for that, was the first time I got used to um, being a creative director, actually, buyers saying, okay, well, that's okay, but you have it in two sizes smaller, three sizes bigger, and a bunch of different colors. And then watching artists go, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? How do you have to be open? You know, what's your feedback and that sort of thing when you get that feedback from a buyer?
2: I think all feedback is really valuable. Mm -hmm, Listen. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes uh, people make the mistake of talking too much instead of listening. And it's really important. uh, You know, my business partner, Tracy Matthews, actually has an experience where she was selling her, she is a jewelry designer, and she was selling her line to a um, very reputable store here in San Francisco. And the buyer said to her, you know what, you have a beautiful aesthetic, you have a beautiful line, you need X, Y, and Z to complete it. Like, this is where I see you're missing. And what was so cool is Tracy took that it to heart, and she actually took the advice and made um, and made the changes, and it really made a difference in her business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for designers to, um, to take into consideration, because it's working with your buyers. Now, I... I think you also have to take it with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because it's very important as we said, to know your why it's very important to know who your customer is. We call it that the dream, your dream client Mm -hmm. and to also know your story. Like um, how, how did you evolve? How did you get to this point? And why is, um, why is it so important? What's your inspiration behind what you do? And, Last but not least is your confidence. You know, be be confident in what you're doing and how you're doing it. Right. So listen to what the feedback you're getting and take it in. But that doesn't mean you have to change everything. But yeah. it's very important to, to listen of the opportunity that might be presented to you. And know that um, if somebody says, you know what, turquoise and gold sells for me all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and hmm you have to look at is that going to be is that going to work for you? and if this is a store that you want to work with, is that something that you may want to consider bringing into your collection?
0: right right yeah, and that's I, I like what you just said before. you have to make non-emotional decisions. yes, it, hopefully. I mean there's that place when you just <laughs> leave a place and you go, "I never believe." This. <laughs> And then let it all out, and now go back to the facts here and let the emotion go.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you have to know too that the store is coming from their perspective. Right. It's um, it's it is a um, good practice to to let it go. And I have to tell you, working trade shows for as many years as I as I have and done, and and all over the country and even overseas. To have a buyer come in and critique your work right there as you're standing there, and I'm not even the designer, but I'm mm-hmm. very emotionally attached to anything I've sold. And when I was at Dogyard, I have, you know, these these buyers that would come in and say, you know what, I could do that, or this doesn't seem special enough to me, or this, mm-hmm. you know what? Then I would say, thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah, this might not be the the line for you. Yeah, or yeah, it would get, it would allow me to also say, well, it's interesting you you um you feel that way. Here, let me explain the process to you. Yeah. So it's it, if you use it as a door as an opportunity to explain, you know, how you do something, or yeah. they may not, they may have no idea that the silver you're using is you know socially responsible recycled silver, right. And it's going to cost a little bit more. Or the fact that you've, you know, uh, the the reason that you've carded something with a message is because you want uh, there's there's a intention behind this. So there's lots of instead of looking at it as as somebody taking digs at what you do, right? But as a as a door to explain why you do what you do and how you do it.
0: Yeah. Well, what you just said, um, I'm laughing because we all need to take. Take a deep breath, but I'm with you. I, I think if anyone wants to bother critiquing for a good amount of people, then that can be gold, especially if it's a negative, because it's like there's a lot of gold in negative comments if you can sit down oh. calmly and then figure them out.
2: Uh, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Opportunity, yeah. opportunity, opportunity. Yeah. And I, I always tell our community <laughs> that when somebody gives you feedback the first thing I always say is thank you. Yeah. And that's, that's true. If somebody calls, let's say, oh, you're, the chain broke on a necklace. Right. You know what? Thank you for bringing that to my attention.
0: Absolutely. If
2: you, it's diffusing a situation um, and it really makes a level, a level playing field.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's, and people will come back to you again because they're not going to worry if it breaks again or if something else happens, they'll know, oh, they take care of it though. So it's no problem.
2: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. What you were just saying before about the story, um, just explain to people, you started going into it by saying recycled silver. Uh, That's so important to share with people, whatever your story is, don't you think? Uh, So much so.
2: I um, have worked with a lot of rep groups and being a salesperson myself, the more I know about a product, the more I know about the inspiration behind it, the more I know about the designer the better salesperson I am, so even if you are your own salesperson, know your story, know how to pitch it too. and I think pitch I, pitch is not my favorite word because mm-hmm. I think it sounds a little like salesy yeah but yeah. it's I would say educate, know how to educate and know how to educate quickly mm-hmm. and know how to so know the um, how you can educate within. 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and know how you can educate within, you know, a few minutes. So by that, uh, what inspires you, but why do you do what you do? So for some designers, that is the recycled side of things that is, um, responsibly sourced stones. Mm -hmm. It, it is the process, maybe the casting process that you do. Mm -hmm. It is the people that you hire to work with you. Maybe you work with um, single mothers who um, you're, you're it, you know, help teaching a trade to them mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. you know, it, your story is so um, unique and it is unique to you. And I think that, you know, this just brings up something else for me is that there's a lot of jewelry out there. <laughs> right. And there are a lot of, there's a lot of jewelry that even looks alike. Yep. But it's your, what you bring to it that is going to make it different so um, I always like to say a circle is a circle is a circle there's a lot of circle necklaces out there there um, it's it's your interpretation of it it's maybe how you cast it or how you hammer it or um, what stones you put with it that makes it unique to you but it's also your story around it like what did you what inspired you or or what kind of, you know, the ideas behind it.
0: Well, I think there's a huge example of that is, and I forget the second name, Ani and Roe, Ani and Me. Do you know which oh, one? Oh, Me I, and Ro. Me and Ro? Is it? No, it's, I think the name is Ani in there. They have the charm bracelets, the bangles. Oh,
2: Alex, Alex, Alex
0: and Ani. Alex and Ani. Yeah. To me, that is an amazing example of a story, not particularly about the jewelry because mm-hmm. you know I don't particularly love the design personally, but I love the story.
2: You know what? Absolutely. And I have to tell you, what drew me to Dog Ear Jewelry was the story, and was the 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 jewelry spoke to me. I mm-hmm. love the idea. Um, when I was first introduced to Dog Ear Jewelry, it was their Make a Wish necklace. It was a mm-hmm. sterling silver charm on a silk cord. And you were to put the, it came on a card, and it said, make a wish when you put this on, and when it falls off, your wish comes true. And I was like, well, first of all, they're brilliant, because who doesn't want a wish? Mm-hmm. And secondly, it's supposed to fall off. <laughs> right. So it's like that disposable jewelry, but you want it to fall off. And what happens? You want another one, because who doesn't want another one? Yeah, yeah, wish? yeah, yeah. So. I thought it was incredibly brilliant, and then when I got to know um, the owners, I, the designer, it's just like the words that spoke to her and words were so important to her, and it really touched me of, you know, I was so um, taken with everything of the company that I had to work there.
0: Yeah, no, it's, the story can really pull you in. Now, let me also ask you, though, your definition, because I... I get a little plugged in with this term, so I always like to hear it clearly said, but um, when people talk about their perfect client, because my little grumbling voice is also like, any client that pays is a perfect client,
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) but used in the right context to use it as a way to figure out where to advertise and find people, I think it's brilliant. So what's your definition, per se, of someone figuring out their perfect client?
2: Well, your dream client, like we we like to call it over at Flourish and Thrive, your dream Mm -hmm. client is exactly what you said. It is that person that you're designing for, that you're marketing to, that everything you're doing, when you, you know, one of the things I see designers come, um, especially starting out, is they cast this wide net. Right. They want to sell to everybody.
0: Everyone. Right, right, right.
2: And when you sell to everybody, you sell to no one. You yeah. have no direction. You have no kind of um it, it just you're all over the place, and you're going to get sales, but you're not going to get the consistency. When you really dial in and figure out who you're selling to, everything falls into place. And it's not to say you're not going to get other people from who who aren't quote unquote your dream client right. buying from you. You will, but by really zeroing in and saying, you know what, I have this. Particular woman. She she has a um, disposable income of X amount. She lives in New York City. She, you know, uh, loves the finer things. She has. She's a Doris mom with two kids, and she, you know, real. I mean, it sounds a little crazy to dial it in that much, but no. the more you dial it in, the better and more clear you're going to get on not only who this person is, but where this person shops. Exactly. So it's going to be the stores that she's shopping in. Those are the stores you want to get your jewelry into. The blogs she's reading or the magazine she's yeah. reading. Yeah. Or, you know, it just really helps everything in your business.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. Because then you basically, where does that person hang out? And that's where I want to show up.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's even, you know, it's not even in addition to the stores, it's maybe the events that you go to. Maybe it's the symphony ball you go to, yeah, or yeah, yeah. maybe no, it's, it's you know it's those yeah. other networking events. Maybe it's the chamber of commerce meeting that you need to show up at, yeah. um, because it gives you it opens that door to um, all sorts of possibilities that are not just wholesale, you know, trade shows or certain stores. It it really helps you look at where else you know, the bloggers that you that you want to start having uh, relationships with, or the TV shows. We were talking earlier about stylists. Mm-hmm. Like the stylists are the costume designers that you want to seek out because of the TV show, because you know your dream client loves that show.
0: Yeah, that's exactly true. Or even I was noticing um, certain shows, uh, but they, whoever's Styling them uses very big pieces of jewelry on certain people. It's like if you make big pieces, that's a place. Find that stylist because clearly mm-hmm. you can make their life easier if you show up with a dozen new big pieces that they love and think will work.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it just knowing who your customer is, that dream client is going to just make everything easier yeah, in your business. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's talk about, because I know so many people need this information. It's not just, oh, but everyone loves my jewelry and my family and my friends buy it off of me when I walk around. Really making the switch from um, that level to going wholesale is huge. And having the information and now you've put it together is really, really, you know, why not make it easier for yourself? I said, why reinvent the wheel when you can just say, oh, you've been, you have it all there for me. That's great. So I was just looking at your program, and I love the, you know, the four sentences I pulled out right away, which was, you know, start thinking right away, developing solid brand platforms, hello, your brand, uh, to creating collections that sell, another way of thinking, sales plans that actually work, and PR and marketing for low budgets. I mean, right there, you have a huge step up the ladder having all that information. So tell people how your program lays out and, you know, the best one for people starting out. Give us some information about that so people can make a good choice.
2: Absolutely. Well, I just want to to mention, too, that um, Tracy and I met at a trade show. <laughs> we met at the e k Accessory Circuit Show in 2006, and sh- between the two of us, we each have over 20 years' experience in the, the um, wholesale and jewelry area. So we're coming from a lot of experience, and we've made a lot of mistakes,
0: which is great. And we've
2: had right, and we've had a lot of successes, but we don't want jewelry designers to have to go through the mistakes we went through. So we um, created our very first, it's our signature course called laying the foundation. And this is really a course, if you're starting out, this is, this is the meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. It is a six week virtual program for jewelry designers who want to learn that step-by-step process of really building a business platform that's going to really set you up for success. And so What you um, had mentioned, you know, developing those solid brand platforms and also mindset, how important having the right mindset when you go into this business is just crucial. Um, Creating collections that sell, what we talked about earlier is that when you cast that wide net, it's really confusing to the customer. Um, The same thing with collections. When you're kind of all over the place, it's hard to buy from. Yep. yep. And I know. I that's been a personal experience when I go to some a craft show, um, and I'll see a great some great pieces, but when it's so confusing and overwhelming to me, I'm just like I don't know how to do this. Yep. Um, sales plans that actually work. You know what? Sales plans, relationships. How you do it? Um, I'm a big. I love analyzing things, so I'm a big proponent of like keeping track of everything you're doing mm-hmm. and and look at what's not working and, and opportunities and what is working and really having a plan. If you go into business and you're going to any show, even if you're just a hobbyist and you're going to a craft fair and you want to do a show, don't go without a plan. Have a plan. And um, even if it's your first show, maybe it's selling X amount of pieces or X amount of dollars or covering your cost of the show, whatever it is. Or meeting certain
0: buyers for the first time.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Make sure you have a plan. And it's, you know, trade shows nowadays, it's not just showing up. It's what you do before, it's what you do during, and it's what you do after Mm -hmm. that really creates a successful show. Um, And then PR and marketing for low budgets. We know starting out in a business, PR is expensive.
0: Yeah, and
2: there are ways to do PR and marketing that you can really be on a, on a a small budget. And there's so much you can do now. I mean, the internet has been an amazing tool for marketing and, you know, getting the word out there about your brand. So it's really exciting. So in this course that we have, our laying the foundation course, as I said, it's our signature course. We offer it. Um, This particular course, one time of year, it is. uh, We do coaching calls once a week. It's really um, getting answering every question you have about not just wholesale. So if you're if you're starting out and you're just I you know really drawn to the retail shows, this covers that as well. This is about having a strong platform for your business, whatever that looks like to you. But to giving, you know, providing you with lots of answers so you don't have to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays to start figuring out things, um, especially when you're a solopreneur, it can be, it can take years.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, And, and you don't have
2: years. Yeah, <laughs> it can, Right, exactly.
0: You want a cheat sheet, I say. I'd like the cheat sheet <laughs> to get me started here without making all the terrible errors the uh, yes
2: yeah and dead ends uh, that's exactly what we've done we've done we've put together this awesome cheat sheet so you don't have to spend thousands of dollars figuring it out on your own
0: yeah it's always good and listen I'm always a fan of that and it's um I like to figure things out myself and then I say okay I don't I can't spend any more time this is not my expertise I need to just find someone who has that who can give me the training in a cheat sheet form so I can move on here
2: well, and, uh, exactly, and, and one of the things, um, when Tracy, Tracy had a very successful wholesale business for 11 years, and there were some choices and situations um, when 2008 hit where there were some stores that owed her a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: being a small business, it really affected her business. Now, she had never gotten consulting before, and she brought in consultants that, when kind of the, you know, the it hit the fan. Right. Right. <laughs> um and it was it was really costly for her and it was great information, but it was also kind of past the right the time where she could she could react to some things, but had and she always said, you know, had I known then what I know now, my diff I would still have my business. Yeah. Yeah. So um it really showed her uh what what she could have she could have saved herself just a lot of time and a lot of money had she been willing to invest in her business and her education earlier.
0: Yeah. And, yeah no it's that's like a hundred percent true. It's like you gotta invest in yourself. Plus it's fun and you're with other people and it makes it all momentum and energy moving forward.
2: Absolutely, accountability and action. And yeah. it, it holds you accountable. It gives you the tools to um, so you can make those those decisions correctly. And the other thing, you know, over at Flourish and Thrive Academy, we believe in community collaboration over competition. And yeah, which that's is, great. Sometimes I, in, I'm with that sometimes too. Sometimes yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so community is so important. And what jewelry designers Specifically, have been known as kind of like a tight-lipped group. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't want to share who your resource to mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. doing your casting or right, or right, where right. you're getting your gemstones from. But we really believe that it's much better to share and be, you know, help one another than it is to compete with one another. And it, it's been, you know, our community has grown, and it's been so joyful to see designers be cheering each other
0: on. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, I wish I had a jewelry line and I would sign up right away. (laughs) (laughs) Because I agree. I mean, it's the only way. I'm a big fan of that. I think we all move ahead as one. There's plenty of room to be competitive with the design and all that, but sharing information moves everyone forward. It's just uh, really important. So it's, well, I think it sounds very exciting. Now, the, the website is FlourishAndThriveAcademy.com, correct? Or we can certainly yes. Google that? Okay.
2: Now, for your um, community, that uh, if they go to FlourishThriveAcademy.com forward slash Craftcast, they will learn more about laying the foundation.
0: Perfect. And I will put that link in the show notes. so You can just click it and not have to be um, rewinding right now, trying to copy it fast. So it'll be there for all of you. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing all that information. I know you have tons more to share with everyone.
2: (laughs) I do. I could talk days, days about No, The two of us could. I know it's the way it is, but
0: you know, we can't, we have to do other things too. Well, Robin, thanks again.
2: My pleasure, Allison. Such such a joy to, to talk with you and about something I'm so
0: passionate about. Absolutely. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that talk. Uh, make sure you get on their list uh, over at Flourish and Thrive Academy so you get the updates. Come over to CraftCast.com. There's a link there, uh, actually an affiliate link from CraftCast so they know that um, you came from us, which is always nice. We like to network with each other uh and if you have the craftcast app the bonus question we have some more material on the app uh and the question today was um robin shared the most important thing you can do before showing your jewelry to a buyer so some really good advice if you don't have the app it's cheap you can just get it for a few dollars over at the iTunes store uh you can just type in uh, craftcast and it'll come up, or you can come over to the site, and there's a link that'll bring you right to it. And there are hundreds, hundreds of uh, podcasts you can download on the app, as well as get all the bonus material. So there you go. Take advantage of that. Some great material. And really, treat yourself. So with that, I'm just going to say we have some classes coming up at CraftCast.com. I'm going to feature this one. You know I always like to feature... I do love all my classes. That's why that's why I put them up, because I want to make all these great things. Uh, but this one is really cool. If you want to uh, start learning about uh, metal clay, because metal clay, if you don't know, metal clay is like working with clay, only when you torch it or put it in a kiln, the binder just burns off, and you're left with, hello, silver. Oh, yes, silver. It's magic. Uh, but it's fun to work with. Uh, Tracy Spurgeon's coming on from the UK. She is showing how to make what she calls infinity rings. They all have a little gemstone also set in them. I'm just saying you're going to want to make one for every finger. (laughs) They're too adorable for words. Great gifts, all great. I want to do a a wedding uh, show where we just show all the different things you can make for gifts and things for your weddings because it's all great. Really fun. So anyway, take advantage of that. Tracy Spurgeon, learned to make infinity rings over at the craftcast.com site. There we go. Another show here this week. I have a quote for you this week that made me chuckle. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy art supplies. <laughs> I know who I'm talking to you out there. I know there's a lot of you out there who take a trip over to your favorite art store and walk around and just get a smile on your face so there you go I hope you have a great week I look forward to talking with you again come on over to craftcast.com where you actually can take a live class and chat with us which is always fun Uh, but you can follow us on Facebook Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube just come on over and click any of those social media links and it'll take you to our pages and you know what I have to say till next time we meet get your butt in the chair and keep crafting
1: Just get yourself right into your chair Come on, listen, you can learn To create something new It starts inside you